You're listening to the midweek service from Harvest Bible Church. We hope you enjoy this message from Pastor Mark Butler. To learn more about us, please visit harvestbibleonline.org. How many you know that sometimes we've got to learn how to participate in something? We just don't want to be spectators. Amen. We don't want to come to church and just give you the word of God and, and have say, wasn't that nice? Isn't that good? No, we want God to touch your lives. We want God to stir your heart. We want to find out what is the passion of your heart. Also, what God is, and we want to see the needs of the people being met, the power of the word of God to be made manifest, and it just it changes our lives. Amen? And so I want to get you ready to receive, you know, because I always ask the Lord this. You know, for many years, we, there was such a, a heart hunger. Those of you that were probably saved and, and, you know, and loved God during the 80s when there was a lot of things going on uh, with camp meetings and big meetings and things like that. And I used to ask the Lord, I said, Lord, why do you always show up at these meetings? And I, because I said, Lord, I go there and it's exciting. I come back, I bring it back to my church. I'm all on fire and it doesn't take long for my church to put the fire out. And, uh, you know, because I'm stirring them up, I'm getting them, and it's the expectation. He says, you know, everybody that goes there has paid money to get there. They're fighting for a seat. They want to be there. They want to hear the word of God. You know, they're standing outside. They're hungry. And everybody in this building wants me. And I thought, and that's when he shared with me. He said, listen, he said, if everybody would come to church like you're coming to church, what kind of service are we going to have? Exactly. If you're coming and you want to have a good one, it's our expectation or our participation. Because I also asked him this question. I said, Lord, why is it that I get so much out of it and then everybody else walking out with me is like, man, I wish he'd preach on something else. I wish he'd do this or I wish he'd do that. And I'm going, man, that was amazing. That was wonderful. Man, God just, you know, and I tell them what I got and they were like, well, he didn't say any of that. And I'd say, well, you weren't expecting it. See, I didn't go to hear what a man had to say. I wanted to hear what God has to say. I went and participated with the anointing and I participated with what God, and I was going with, the whole, with an expectation that the Holy Spirit was going to minister to my life. And I mean, it doesn't matter who's speaking, it doesn't matter who is, God can talk to you. God can speak to you. God can show you things, amen? Here in, in John chapter 8, we, we know these, these scriptures, you know, uh, but the Bible says in John chapter 8, verse 32, Actually, I'm going to back up to verse 31. Jesus said to the people who believe in him, you are truly my disciples if you remain faithful to my teachings, or if you do what my teachings say. Then he says, and you will know the truth, and the truth will set you free. Aren't you glad that truth sets you free? I mean, that's the thing about You're hungry. And you're, you've heard me share this before. I mean, it, you know, I mean, standing in line for three hours in 20-degree in weather, just to get a seat. You know, you're just crazy. Why are you doing that? I did that, you know, year after year, going back to Winter Bible Seminar, you know, until all of a sudden, you know, after a while, they figured, hey, since you keep coming, they decided, well, maybe we ought to give this guy a reserved seat. <laughs> and I got one. Hallelujah. I never got a parking, you know, pass to get into the private parking until this last year. Then I got a, I got a parking pass. It took me 35, 40 years to get that one. But the key is, and I'm not complaining because I, I was so hungry for the things I got, but I got so much out of it. 
See, we need to understand that God wants to do that here. We can talk about what's coming. We can talk about, oh, what are we going to do? But you know, our expectation is going to determine what we receive, but also what others get splashed over on. Amen? See, we need to you know, get, get so full that uh, I'm going to use a hog term. We've got to slop over on some other people. Get a slop over blessing. You know? Now, most of you guys, you didn't grow up on the farm, so you don't know how to slop the hogs. Okay? But you need to get slopped over blessing, which means you get so full that it just, it just falls over and it just touches those around you. Because, see, we think that when our cup gets overflow, oh, what happened? We made a mess. No, when God says our cup gets overflow, it's an abundance, and it touches everybody else around us, because God wants to overflow our cup. See, I want to I stir your hearts with, get with an expectation of what God's going to say. You know, Larry's been coming for years and years and years and years, and it's like, okay, and I always challenge these guys. I say, listen, you better come with a freshness. I don't care if God gives you the same thing you're supposed to teach, but it better be hot off the press for you. I always challenge them. I say, listen, I've read every book you have, and I've listened to you for 20-some-odd, 30-some-odd years now, so you're going to have to do something, because I'm going to get something. So you're not going to, it's going to be something fresh and new and exciting. Amen? Because that's what God wants. God wants it. But it's up to us to receive that and participate in, in what God wants to do. Amen? See, when we act on the word of God or we act and believe like the Bible says, so when we get there, the presence of God is going to be made manifest. It's amazing in the Old Testament, why do you think they, the people would come and keep giving and giving and giving and, and they had to get up and say, hey, stop giving, stop giving, you're giving too much for the temple. We've never had to do that. We never have to get up and say, stop giving. <laughs> you know, you've given too much, you've given too much, just stop. Ain't nobody ever saying, nobody's ever said that. In the history of church, except for in the Old Testament, why were they so willing? Why were they so designed? Because they knew the presence of God was going to be there. See, this is a place of an open heaven. This is a place for God. It's a place for the power and the presence, a place where people get healed, people get saved, people get filled. And God, God is doing some things. And I mean, I tell you what, he's just turned it up a notch. I mean, look at you. You're out here on a Wednesday night, and you're willing to hang out and listen to me without first getting blessed by my wonderful wife. You know, I come to hear what you're singing so I can actually get up and say, hey, this is pretty cool. But now here's the word of God, because we need to understand how powerful the word is, but we also need to understand how powerful the spirit of God is. Amen? See, because that's what God wants, and it's the spirit and the word that comes together that changes. And see, the truth, see, that's why the word of God is so val- valuable and so precious, is because it sets you free, and you're not as free as you can be. Just let somebody really, truly uh, get saturated with the Holy Spirit. Let get somebody get truly filled with the Holy Spirit and do th- some crazy things that we've all seen in the past, and we'll see how many religious things go out off on our heads, you know, uh, and, and because people go, oh, just wait, you know, Pastor Mark will control that, or he'll do that. You know, I don't want to control anything. I want it to be the power and the presence of God. We need some demonstrations of the Spirit and in power, uh, you know. And I thank God for tongues and interpretation. I thank God for prophecy. I thank God for the. But you, did you know that there's seven other gifts other than those two? <laughs> Amen. 
Hallelujah. There's, there's other things that are there that we can take hold of and we can receive and take. There's the word of wisdom and the word of knowledge and, you know, discerning of spirits and, and working of miracles and the gift of faith. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. Taking hold of the truths of the word. And I'm not saying that we, oh, we want to have this. You're trying to make us Pentecostal. No, I'm trying to make you spiritual. I'm trying to get your spirit filled. Spirit full. Because see, the Bible says in John chapter 4, when it talks about the woman at the well, it says that, that when, if Jesus said, if you knew who was talking to you, you would ask of him and he would you know, give you wells of water that, that would spring up to everlasting life. See, when you get born again, you get a well of water on the inside of you. And thank God you can drink and you can grab a hold of But then he said in John chapter 7, he said, if any of you thirst, let them come unto me, and out of your belly shall flow rivers of living water. Hallelujah. You know, that's going to flow out and flow forth and touch others. And John said, you know, you know, this is talking about the Holy Spirit, which was not yet given because Jesus was not yet glorified. It's one thing to have wells, but it's another thing to have rivers. All of us are having our, our wells are full. But it's time for our wells to bust open and get some, be some rivers. Amen. I love to talk like this because everybody gets nervous, you know. I've already, you heard me on Sunday. We're going to have a summer thunderstorm. I don't know when it's coming, but we are going to have a summer thunderstorm that's going to rain, and it's, I don't know how many inches, but it's going to be inches. Someone says, Pastor, you're going to be in trouble when that doesn't happen. I don't care. I believe that. We need it. We need it. We need it right now, but it's going to come. We're going to have a good old-fashioned Midwest summer storm in California. Natural rain. I, I prophesy that. I speak that. I, I believe that. So, you know, and, uh, and I don't usually do things like that. But praise God, I just felt impressed. I'm going to still feel impressed. I'm still say it. I'm not going to back off of it. Hallelujah. It's going to rain. Hallelujah. Whatever we need that. Because we're here. And we're not going anywhere. Amen. I mean, we're here, and God's planted us, and he has us here in this area, this time, for this hour. And so, glory to God, we need water, and we need rain, and we're going to get it. You know why? Because we're going to cry out for it. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So I don't care what you see. You might see the cloud out there forming. It may look like the size of a man's hand, but you better get ready. Because it's about to rain. Hallelujah. It's about, but not only is it about to rain naturally, but it's about to rain supernaturally and spiritually because we've been praying. And that is the key. That is the key. We stepped up our prayer at Harvest Bible Church. We stepped it up to do things. We stepped it up to, to take hold, you know, and, and grab a hold of the word of God. And it was like, yes, let's do this. And God wants that. God wants his power, his presence to be made manifest in a supernatural way, not a crazy way. But I'd, I'd like to have a little wildfire every once in a while. You know, it'd be kind of nice. See, some of you have the Spirit of God on you like you ain't never had it before. We just have to video you so you, because you won't know what's going on. It'd be good for, that way later on you'll know. Amen. But uh, the presence of God, and, and I'm not saying that in a, in a hype or a thing. I'm saying that because lives need to be touched. People need the reality of the real. The Word of God is so amazing. It's anointed. And the Word of God will do what it'll do. But it goes deeper and quicker when the Spirit of God empowers it. Because you know the devil, he's not afraid of you, but he's totally afraid of the Word of God and the Spirit of God. Because Jesus defeated him. Amen? He did. He did. And it's always a truth-untruth battle that we're battling. 
Because you remember in Luke chapter 4, you know, we got Luke 4, 18 right here. Jesus, you know, the spirit of the Lord's upon me. But if you look at Luke 4, 1 through 14, Jesus was tempted in the wilderness. And the wonderful thing about what Jesus said to the, to the devil when the devil came, he said, it is written. How did he, he used the word of God. He gave him the word of God. He told him and declared. The devil said one thing, and, and Jesus said, it is written. Here's the truth. Here's the truth. How many of you know the world needs the truth right now? They need to see God in you and me, that how awesome God can be and how awesome he is. And we need to get filled full to overflowing. We need to continue to get full. Hallelujah. You know, because here's something, folks. We can do without a lot of things, but the one thing that we cannot do without is the spirit of God or the anointing of God upon our lives. And I refuse to do that. I refuse. I, 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 we're going to keep pressing in, pressing in. And you know, we've just, the devil has, he's upset. We got him. I mean, he's just trying to raise his ugly head. He's, he's like, well, watch what I do. I said, well, good. Watch what you do. Watch what I do. Let's do this. Amen. I mean, he wants to fight. And it's like, yes, we got you. He's played his hand out. Amen. He wants to attack. He wants to come against. He wants to do things like, hey, praise God. Watch what God can do. Because, see, it's the anointing that breaks every yoke. It's the anointing that de- de- defeats the enemy. And I know a lot of people, they don't, they don't even really understand the anointing or they don't understand. What does it mean, Pastor, when you say the anointing? What does that mean? Well, the Bible talks about the anointing ran down Aaron's face and beard. It's the same anointing that caused the unity. And the anointing of the Holy Ghost is the Spirit of God that he anoints us for service. And when it's anointed, it says, it's called, you have the Spirit within you, but then you get the Spirit upon you. It's a big difference in that. That's why you have the Holy Spirit within you and you got wells of water because you got born again of that spirit. The same spirit that you got born again of is the same spirit that fills you. People have a nice, what, is, what does it mean when we say you, everyone can and should be filled with the Holy Spirit? They don't understand that because see, speaking in tongues and, and talking about healing and talking about uh, the power and the presence of God, the devil doesn't want you to do any of that stuff. He wants to keep you bound, keep you in fear, keep you de- defeated. He does. We talk about what do we mean by that? We mean, hey, listen, we're going to go from just having a well. We're going to go to a river. Glory to God. Hallelujah. We're going to be witnesses. We're not just going to have things. The salvation is for us, and it's what we have in our personal relationship, and we get to draw on all kinds of things. But when you get filled with the Holy Spirit, glory to God, the Spirit of God comes upon you. Hallelujah. And he anoints you for service. He anoints you to let rivers flow out of you to touch lives. You can't help but declare. You can't help but share. You can't help but let the the love of God, the light of God, and the power and the presence of God rise up within you. You can't help but be excited. You just can't. You know, so, well, I'm filled and I'm pretty quiet. No, you were once filled. You need to get filled again. Because when you get full, things happen. So, so how do I know if I'm full? You'll find out, first of all, you get full, you get full of joy. Hallelujah. You get full of joy. You get full of peace. Hallelujah. And uh, you're not, you don't let fear run rampant upon you. Amen? I mean, we, we look at this and we see this. And, and I always ask the Lord, I say, okay, Lord, how do we share this without it looking and sounding like we want them to do something naturally? 
I don't want any of you to do anything naturally, but I so want you to step up in the spiritual realm and grab a hold of the things of God. And, and if you're doing awesome and you're doing great, then just come with an expectancy. I tell you what, whoever sits next to me, the presence of God, the, I'm telling you what, they're going to know that they've been in the house of God. <laughs> Amen? We see this. Because how many of you know that attitudes are contagious? Amen. You know, when I was a head usher of a church, and what I would do, and I'd, I'd meet everybody at the door, and I'd greet everybody, and I was praying all the time, because I thought that's what I was supposed to do, so I was praying, and I'd see somebody come in, I'd say, man, what's happening? And I'd talk to people, I'd just say, hey, what's going on, what's happening? And I could see, I brought in one couple, you could see they were coming in, and they were struggling. And you could tell they'd just gotten a big fight, but, you know, they decided they'd come to church anyways. And so I'd be like, hey, I'd come up to them and say, hey, I got the perfect seat for you. Come here. And I'd set them over next to the couple that loved each other. Said, so you two need to see how to do this. So you need to come over here. Oh, yeah, I didn't let him. No, you just come in, just come in. Like, you guys come in and get to sit where you want. No, not in my services. Now, we're nice now. We couldn't do, can't do that now because you all fight them. It's my seat. I'm going to my seat. So, can't do that now. So, but see, we, we, we were in a school at the time. And so, you know, everything, I'd, I'd already set up all the chairs, got everything prepared, been there for two and a half hours doing things, taking care of stuff, you know. And that's, you know, where I had my green haired lady's story and all that kind of stuff. But nobody came into that service without me knowing what was going on on in their lives. And nobody left that service until it was over with not me knowing why they left or what happened or what took place. Because that was, I was a guardian of the anointing. And I was there to help the minister, minister the word of God. And I was there to help and to get people touched by the power of God. And I wanted them to hear the word. And I wanted the power and the presence of God to touch and change their lives. Amen. Amen. I mean, it was just, I, I mean, I wasn't the, I was just the usher. I was just the guy, you know, making sure that everything was taken care of, making sure nobody was uh, doing anything wrong or anything else. Because like I said, we were in a school, we were in a rough area here in California. So it wasn't in a nice fancy Midwest or wasn't in a nice place where everybody was sweet and nice. It was in California. Okay. It was actually, you know, in Fresno, California, actually. So that'll let you know too. All right. So it was, but hey, you say, well, why would you do that? Because I just had this heart that people were coming and they needed to hear the word of God and they needed their lives touched. And the wonderful thing about it is they got their lives touched. Amen. Because people come in and they really, truly want God to touch them. They really, truly want everybody to know who they are and what they, because that's where there's connection, there's fellowship. And it's up to us how to, to create that atmosphere and to believe for it. Amen? You know? It's amazing because people love, they love, they love getting a hold of that. They love having, but what manifests the power? What, what can we do to participate with the anointing? How do we get that expectation on our heart? What, what is the key ingredient? Well, it's very simple. The key ingredient is faith. The key ingredient is believing. The key ingredient is just saying, I'm going to believe. I believe this is what I'm supposed to do. I believe this is what's supposed to happen. Watch what God can do. Amen. I mean, we just, we take hold of the word of God. Many times, we, if we go back and think about when we first got saved and when we first got, first got filled with the Holy Spirit and how real and how awesome God was. And then, of course, we got into the groove of going to church and then we got into being believers and then we got into being Christians and then we got into being churchgoers. 
And so we got settled. And I'm going to unsettle you. Not because I won't want you. I want you to be here. I want all you guys watching. I want everybody, you know, to be here. But what I want is I don't want you to be able to come in and know. Well, this is I don't. Here's I shouldn't say this. I don't want you to be gone and be out somewhere and then turn around and say, Well, I know exactly what's going on at church right now. I want you to know. I wonder what's going on because you know now you get to see what's going on. But uh, say, Hey, I want you to say, Oh my gosh, I'm gonna I'm, I'm gonna miss this. Amen. I want you to be like, what am I going to miss? Amen. See, our expectation is God's invitation into our lives. And, and you stir it up. You stir it up because you yield yourself to the presence and the power of God. See, because I'm believing that, that I'm going to get interrupted during my message here by people being healed by you sitting by them. I believe worship is going to get interrupted because they're going to be worshiping in the songs and all of a sudden the healing power of God's going to flow and people are going to get healed. Now see, we look at this and we think about it, but see, I've been there and I've seen that in my own ministry and I've seen that in different services where Jesus, God doesn't have to, you know, God, that's the thing about it, God just reminded me and he began to share, you know, God gave us this whole facility, he, he did everything without asking us. 26 years I've been asking him. I gave up hope. Literally, I was like, none. It was like a fleeting thing. Well, before we move, let's just one more time, let's send somebody else. And boom. And it just, I mean, it's miraculous how God did. And what he did, I mean, it is. You just, I mean, it just, I, I sit back now and I go, God, I can believe you for anything. I mean, you, you're just going to, whatever you want, what do you want to do? Let's just do this. What do you want to do? And he's like, well, I've been waiting for you to get to this point. I said, I know, I know. I, I figured I, I was trying to help you all these years and you didn't want my help. She so said, now I don't need me. So, you know, he said, I didn't need you before, but I want you to be here. I want to work with you. I said, yes, sir. Yes, sir. See, I see all the rest of you. He needs you. But me, he's like, hey, you know. <laughs> and here's the thing about it, too. When you understand that, God's not withholding anything. God's the same. Jesus Christ is the same. Yesterday, today, God's the same. So if he's the same, God's not with only anything. He's like, I still am doing everything I've always done. My power and my anointing and my spirit is still here. My power of the Lord is present to heal right now. He said, the reason that it's not made manifest is because you're not participating and believing that my spirit is here to heal or my spirit is here to save or my spirit is here to deliver. So we need, to, we, need to, we need to turn the switch. We have authority. We have his power, his grace, his mercy. Glory to God. Whatever it is that we need or desire, whatever it is, his presence is here, and it'll bring whatever it is that we need. It'll change our lives. Because, see, the best is yet to come. And if you've never tasted and seen that the Lord is good, when I say that, what do I mean by that? Will you see the power of God in the present where you've felt his presence, sensed his presence, and saw God move? Amen? You know, God's a God of miracles. Amen? He truly is. He truly is. 
you know, and uh, we've been tried with fire and now we're ready. You know, we're at a position now where we're ready to receive, we're ready to go, we're ready to move. We have a great church. We have a great church. You folks are amazing. Those you, everybody, you guys are amazing. I've been telling you that for years, but sometimes now you're kind of getting it. You're kind of standing up a little taller. You're kind of like, I got this, I think, Pastor. This is, I'm like, you got it. You just got to believe in it. You know, you're all starting to act like me. That's good. You see, you're a little crazy. It's okay. It's like, we got this. Let's do this. Hey, you know, let's do this. And the enemy knows that. See, the enemy knows that. He knows what's going on. <laughs> But there's a heart that there, because God's calling us to himself, not calling us to anything else, but he's calling us to himself. And when he calls you to yourself, you know who he is. You're not know what, but you know who he is. And then we learn what the word of God says, but we know who he is and what he can do in our hearts. Amen? Because the Holy Spirit wants us to fellowship with him. He wants us to, to, to see his power, see his presence, because that's what the world, the world needs to see the tangibility of the Holy Spirit, the tangibility of God. And I'll tell you why I share this a little bit. You know, we, we've been doing things, and of course the enemy, I mean literally, there's been more demonic activity happening uh, around than any, any other time in, a long time in a long time. I shouldn't say in my life because I, there was a time when first started out, there was, you know, it just seemed like I was, you know, dealing with the devil almost on, a, on a, every single basis because I was, you know, pastoring in the inner city. And so I was basically running a rescue mission from three feet from the gates of hell. So, uh, you know, you, you deal with a lot of devils when you're doing things like that, okay? But now there's just been a lot of the enemy coming and the, and the enemy just manifesting himself. And, and one situation that we were dealing with, one of the persons said this. They said, but I can feel and sense the devil so much more when I'm talking to him than I do when I'm talking to God. Well, obviously. Because the devil operates in your flesh and he operates in the soulish realm and he operates in the natural realm because he wants you to walk by sight. You know, and in God's realm is the faith. God's realm is you get to believe. But here's the difference is, is that when you get touched by God, it sets you free. When you get touched by the devil, it brings you into bondage. And that's what, that's what the person said. She said, well, yeah, but I, I can sense the feel, so I know that something's real because something's happening, but it brings them into bondage. Yeah, I bring them, but I can sense and feel it. I said, but if you can really get touched by God and get touched by the Spirit of God, you'll be set free. Hallelujah. And you can't deny it. Because the Bible says we're supposed to be sealed by the Spirit of God. That's why he told us we can taste and see that the Lord is good. We can begin to, there's a tangibility of the Spirit of God and sensing. And I don't know about you, but recently and, and just recently, just even in the last, you know, this whole year really, is that there's just been a tangibility of the Holy Spirit. There's a tangibility. What do I mean by that? Just You just sense and know. I mean, we were, today we were just talking and the presence of God just filled the room, just came in and things were said and done and I was like, you could just sense and know. It's like, God, I did. I'm, so, I'm so glad that you show up. I said, well, what do you mean? No. See, and don't beat yourself up if you think, well, I don't ever feel. You know what? You just keep hungering after God. Hallelujah. 
Because we're not going on a feeling. We're not trying to feel things. Because I remember I told the devil's over there. We're going by believing God and watch God bring life. Because when God touches you, when God speaks to your heart, it sets you free. He brings a revelation, brings a word, and it just sets you free. It's like, yes, yes. Because see, the devil can be working on your life for years. He can be building strongholds in you for years. And then all of a sudden, and in a matter of just one touch of the Holy Spirit, wipe out all that bondage in your life. Set you free. Just wiped out all of that spirit of infirmity. Wiped out all that junk. Wipe out all those things. Just set you free. Give you revelation and go, woohoo! And no longer can he hold me in bondage in that area. Just the Spirit of God. How did he set me free from the spirit of fear? Amen? Just, just, push. Amen? Just all of a sudden, bam, there we go. It's, it's done. We got this. This is all awesome. We're all done. It's like supernatural. God did it. Hallelujah. We see the word of God. So now it's time to mix faith. It's time to get excited about the things of God. And it's time to get excited about what God's going to do in your life. See, God's not through with you yet. We need every one of you all hands on deck. It's all hands on deck because there's going to be, you know, the Bible says that, that we're going to get brighter and brighter. And it's been prophesied and prophesied and prophesied that there's going to be this incredible revival. And I am determined that we are going to be one of the hottest, hottest spots around. We are, we have fought, we have come through, we have, and we are going to just keep going. And like I said, God superly said, this is where you are. He said, here's where we're at. We're going to be here. This is ours. This is what we're going to do. So, hey, he's ready to fill it. He's ready to expand it. He's ready to cause incredible things. I don't care if we have standing room only. We'll do it. We'll have fun. Amen? But we're going to, because people's lives are going to be touched. That people are going to be born into the kingdom of God. People are going to be filled. They're going to be, uh, uh, you know, just changed by the power and the presence of God. And they're going to know how, when they walk in the door that there's something different. I believe that with all my heart. So I want to get us ready. We might as well start this Sunday. We might as well just start, just do it, just rev up. We might as well get all just, just crazy all summer long. And then when actually something does happen, who knows? We'll be ready to say, we're, just, we're always ahead. Let's just get ahead. Amen? I mean, that's just it. let's just get ahead. You know? Let's not have a wait and see attitude. Let's just step up and go, let's do this. Let's have an attitude of expectancy of what God can do. I mean, it is because God is a God that here, and he's answering our prayers. He's doing something super. Two things I want you to do, and I want you to really grab a hold of. And I'm not going to, I'm not going to, you know, I I say this. I'm, I'm trying to get 35 minutes, you know, average 35 minutes. That's not working too good, but I'm working on that. You know, it does, you know, different things uh, of ministry because I, I want to just get these things. I want to hit it hard and heavy and then I want the spirit of God to move. But two things I want you to do for this Sunday and I want you to do it all the time is that first of all, I want you to pay attention with your heart. When I say pay attention with your heart, pay attention with your heart to those things and those people that are around you. But pay attention with the heart when the word, and God, I want to get what you want me to get out of this. Amen. That's the joke. God, I want this. I'm going to pay attention with my heart because I want to be the blessing that you want me to be. Amen? Amen. I've been really seeking my heart. And I didn't, I didn't in fact, this, this past week, I had like three or four things. God spoke to my heart and I didn't act on them. Now, thank God that uh, 
you know, he, he, he has mercy. <laughs> Amen? And uh, people acted on him and got a hold of me so I could help them. But God told me ahead of time that I was supposed to help them before they contacted me. Now, I did pray for him. I did, you know, to, you know before, before the Lord, but I didn't do what more the thing the Lord told me to do it. And I didn't do it because, uh, not because I didn't want to. It's just that I was trying to find time. There were so many other things going on. But, and then I was sharing with us, Lord, you know, don't, you know, help me. And he did. Like I said, I got, was tremendously blessed along that line is that I got in contact with each and every one and was able to help and be a blessing and pray and do but I said, Lord, you told me that. He says, well, I'm trying to get things to you. You're just not listening too quick. He said, there are things that we've got to step up. And that's the thing that tonight is all about is we've got to step up. And you guys are here on a Wednesday night, so you get to step up high with me. You get to think. And those of you that are watching, you get to do it too. This is going out all over the world. Hey, praise God. I watch these things I, with fear and trembling every night after Wednesday night. I go, oh, gosh. And every Sunday I go, Lord, that's on YouTube. I say, is there any way we can just, you know, uh, a lot of my friends, theirs is deleted after the second time. I'm like, man, how do we, you know, Greg keeps me out there forever. It's good. <laughs> second thing here. Now, <laughs> that's okay. Because uh, I like to go back and look at it. I'm, I'm just, I'm not saying, but pay attention with your heart. But here's the other thing I want you to really do. Use your faith and use your expectancy for God to use you, but use your faith in it for God to get a word in due season to everybody that needs it. I mean, God's going to speak something into everyone's life. Amen? That God has a word for them, that God's going to speak to them. God's going to touch their lives. Hallelujah. Amen? Because I'm not interested. I know you're not interested either. I'm not interested in entertainment. Neither are you. We're interested in the power, the presence of God. We want to come. When we come together, we want God, hallelujah, glory to God, his, his presence to be made manifest and for us to be changed to, to glory to glory and from faith to faith and from strength to strength. Amen? I like something Jesus used to, you know, when you look at the word of God, Jesus in there in, in Luke 4, 18, Jesus said, you know, that he was anointed. He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon me because he's anointed me. And you know what he said? He said, the spirit of the Lord is upon him because he has anointed me today. And you know that you're anointed today, that the power and the presence of God is on you today, right now. Amen that these signs can follow them that believe. They're going to cast out devils. They're going to speak with new tongues. You know, they're going to take up serpents, which means they're going to take authority over the devil. And if they drink any deadly thing, it shall not hurt them. And they're going to lay hands on the sick, and they shall recover. Amen? That's what's going to take place and transpire. And that's what we got to do, because we've got to preach the gospel with our lives. Amen? You know, we've got we've to let the desire of the Spirit of God come forth. Now, if you'll let me, I want to give you some things that I wrote down. It's actually, they're just, it's just one little page here that it, it's called spiritual hunger, okay? And um, I want to share this with you because, I, like I said, I, I'm, 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 I'm endeavoring to, to do some things here. So, and this is all, you know, as a pastor, it's a whole lot easier, especially for me, you, you know, for me, I like everything under control. I do. I like series. I like knowing what I'm going to do three months from now. I do. I, I mean, I used to have it all planned out. I mean, I had about six months out there, man. I was, had it lined out. 
You know, this is what you do in January. It's what you do in February. It's what you do. I do. I still have all that. I have all a whole thing about all the topics and everything because I'm a teacher and I like to do that. I'm a pastor. So, and I like to know where I'm headed. Amen. And there's, there's not another problem. There's a lot of guys that do that. That's not a problem in a lot of guys and stuff. But God just changed all that. I mean, I actually don't know what I'm going to do when I walk up here. I'm trying. I got a whole bunch of things. I, I went in there and printed out four sermons just in case that, Lord, you know, what are we doing tonight? You know, you pray and you see God's face and you do things. Say, Lord, you know, be a whole lot better if you give this to me ahead of time. Because I'm seeking and praying more than ever. But this is spiritual hunger because this is what we're getting to. Amen? And, and listen, you know, if you want to blame anything, blame all of our people who pray. They're the ones that have been doing things. They're the ones causing problems in the church, okay? And, and I love what they're doing. I love all that stuff because uh, they're pushing me, and I like that too. You say, what do you mean they're pushing you, Pastor? They're causing me to go higher. They're causing me to dig in deeper, to go things. Because I can sense their prayers, and I can sense what God is saying and doing. Amen? Amen? Hallelujah. And I'm just going to give you some of the, and these are just, I call these Holy Ghost huh, which means God wants it in. First one of this is that expectant people act differently than non-expectant people. And what it means is that, you know, you're not going to receive from God beyond your own response. Now, you guys understand, I'm not that smart, so I don't know how to write these things down except to hear them. So what does that mean? You'll not receive from God beyond your own response. Acts 1, Acts 2, the book of Acts is called Acts. You know why it's called Acts? Because it's Acts of the Apostles or Acts of the Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit's always trying to get us to act. Why? Because God wants to act. God wants to do something. God said, draw nigh unto me, and what would he do? He'd draw nigh unto you. God said, give, and what would he say he's going to do? He's going to give back unto you. You know, God says that when you stretch forth your hand, God, it's God's going to stretch forth his hand. See, God always wants us to act. Why? Because he wants to act. He wants to do something. So he's always trying to get us to do something. Hallelujah. Glory to God. So, and here's the thing. So, so well, how, do I, how do I do that? How do, how do I do that in the sense of expecting people? How can I be an expecting people? Well, first of all, expecting people say things. Expecting people talk faith. Expecting people, what they do is they begin to make a demand. And when I say a demand, they begin to make a demand on the power and the presence of God because they're saying, God, hey, I came with an expectancy for you to touch lives. I'm doing pretty good, but hey, I'll take some more. And if people don't want it, just give me all they, that they don't want. I'll take it here. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And here's the wonderful thing that the Lord spoke to me about. He said, listen, if you'll get out of the way, I can do a lot of things. I said, well, I'm trying, Lord. I'm trying to get out of the way. You tell me how to get out of the way, I get out of the way. I can sit down over there and just let you do what you want to do. Well, we got to figure out what we're doing here. Amen? Because <laughs> the service is never about us. It's always about him. Hallelujah. And we respond to the word of God that we hear. Amen? We respond to that word by saying, hey, that's right, that's truth, that's what we need. And we need to be quick to respond. Yes. What do we mean by that? 
you know, we get excited if somebody jumps up and says, whoa, that was good, Pastor. We go, like, what are they doing? Why didn't they sit down? What are they doing acting like that? <laughs> what? It registered on them. Amen? Hallelujah. There's some things that you get a hold of the Word of God, and it changes us. Hallelujah. You know? Here's the cool thing about it is that when you're expecting, you won't just respond to the things you thought, ooh, that's so good, I like that. You respond when you get rebuked. You respond when you get corrected. You just respond because of it. Glory to God, God loves me enough to tell me the truth. Amen? God will change everything. God will change it. And see, here, when we respond, and this is what the Lord spoke to me, he said, listen, your response is the level of your hunger. So we got to ask ourselves, how hungry are we? How big is our want to? Amen? Usually, we're ready to go when the service is done. We've kind of got everybody to a place we could actually have church, but when church is over. That's why Sunday nights were always so cool. Because those of you that actually dared to come back, you actually had some residue left over from Sunday morning, and we could actually get going a little faster. It was actually pretty good. Amen. <laughs> <laughs> Amen. Now, go with me for the first Timothy. We're going to close on this. First Timothy chapter 4. Y'all doing okay? I, I'm not throwing too much out there, right? You guys are doing good. You guys can handle it. I know. You guys are awesome. Because <laughs> uh, Paul told Timothy, he said, stir up the gift of God in you. I'm, gonna st- I'm just stirring you up. I'm just stirring you up. See, we get nervous about being expected. We get nervous about uh, saying and believing. Oh, you're going to get out there. You're going to say things. Oh, they're going to. But one thing I found out about God is that we need to stop praying so much to him, and we need to start talking to him. And we need to start letting God be God. Let's talk to him. Let's just talk to him, and let's let him talk back to us. And, let's, and you'll believe it or not, he'll actually get a lot farther in prayer, uh, a lot farther in things, because God wants to do some things. And the key is, he can't do it unless you start talking. And you start saying, this is what, what kind of service we're going to have. No, God, you're going to do this. I believe you're going to do this today. And he's reminding me of those things. He's reminding me of that stuff, because he's saying, listen, you know, you've been saying things to yourself, and you've been talking, but when's the last time you began to tell everybody what I'm going to do? When's the last time that you began to declare some things and share that what I've been speaking, what I want to do? Why come you're not talking about these things? Are you afraid I'm not going to do what I'm going to do? I said, no, sir, I'm not. Praise God, I'm going to start talking. So that's why I'm talking. It's going to rain. It's going to rain. I don't know when, but it's going. He said, well, that's an opening. No, but I just know we're going to have a good old-fashioned thunderstorm that we need. It's going to be what we call a gully washer. Hallelujah. Back in the day, it's just going to do it. And I haven't seen one of those in California, I don't think, in a long, 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 long time. So, uh, you know, I mean, like I said, I was just in Missouri, and I got to see four inches of rain in an hour. You see four inches of rain in an hour, you've seen, you've seen how easy it is to flood the earth. You've seen how easy it is to flood the earth. I mean, come on. It's, you, know, you can say, well, oh, how could it flood the earth if it rained 40? If it rained like that for 40 days, four inches an hour, just do the math, okay? Just do the math, okay? Hallelujah. You're talking, you know, it's a mon, it's a flood, okay? It just comes down. And, but God is so good. Look at 1 Timothy chapter 4. Hallelujah. Look at verse 14. He said, do not neglect the spiritual gift you receive through prophecy. Talking to Timothy here, 
But he was talking to him concerning because he laid on his hands and stuff. But, and God's speaking to us. Because when he talks about a spiritual gift, he's not talking about you have word of knowledge or those things there because God uses you as the spirit wills. But each and every one of us, hallelujah, God's given us a, a, you know, things to do and to serve. But what he wants us to do is to stir up the Holy Spirit on the inside of us. Hallelujah. He says, through prophecy, which was spoken when the elders of the church laid their hands on you. Give your complete attention to these matters. Throw yourself into your task so that everyone will see your progress. Keep a close watch on how you live and on your teaching. Then he says, stay true to what is right for the sake of your own salvation and the salvation of those who hear you. Listen, the world is crying out for truth. There is such deception out there. We know that right is wrong and wrong is right and all of these crazy things that are going around. But what we've got to do is we've got to not neglect or don't disregard the gifts and the power and the presence of God that God's given unto us. Hallelujah. The King James says this, whatever you give yourself wholly to, that is what you're going to receive. So let's set our heart to believe. Let's just set our, let's just take our faith and believe. You know what? I'm going to receive something today by the Spirit of God. I'm going to see something that God's going to do something supernatural today. Amen? And let's watch God do it. And when he does that, we don't jump up and say, oh, I believe for that or I said that. No, we just jump up and go, glory to God. God, you're awesome. Because our faith is working. Because good things are, are happening. And in 2 Timothy 1.6, when, when Paul told Timothy, stir up the gift of God, he said this in, in, in one of the commentaries, and it said, you need to come out of dormancy. I think we've been beaten up so much that we've been beaten down because of all the things that have taken place and because of stuff. And even those of us that are from years gone by, we've seen so many things. And God doesn't want to do what in the past. God wants to do new things. God wants to do supernatural things. But what happens is, is that we have a tendency that we've allowed some things to go dormant and God wants us to resurrect those things. So let's resurrect those things. Let's get ready. Let's get just an expectancy of what God can do. Let's get a hunger and a desire. Let's desire these things. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Amen. And when we see that, God's going to do it. He is. He is, folks. And we're going to allow God to be God in our lives. Amen. Let's pray. Father, in the name of Jesus, we honor you tonight. Thank you for all these folks that are here and all the folks that are watching. And, uh, and Lord... Our heart's desire, our heart's, our heart's desire is that we are children of, of you, that we yield ourselves as vessels you can use. And we've talked to the body of Christ tonight. That's what this whole message was about. That's what, as I was praying and coming when I came, just seeking, Father, was to touch us, to get us to an expectancy, to get us to arise from dormancy, to all of a sudden turn around and say, no, God is still God. He's still the God that heals. He's still the God that delivers. He's still the God that saves. He's still the God that feels. Hallelujah. Glory be to God. He's an amazing God. And Lord, we thank you for that. We thank you, Father God. And we know 
that the best is yet to come. We know that we're going to keep getting closer and closer to the Lord's return. And Father, your presence, your power is going to be made manifest. And because you did it before, you're going to do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Do it again. Let your power fall. Let the Holy Spirit rule and reign. Father, there's an expectancy. There's a heart hunger. There's a heart passion that we desire from you, Father. Lord, we honor you and love you and praise you. Thank you for it, Father. And it's in Jesus' name that we pray. Amen and amen. Thanks for listening to this podcast from Harvest Bible Church in Stockton, California. If you live in the area, we would love to have you join us at one of our services on Sundays and Wednesdays. You can check us out at harvestbibleonline.org for location and times. We hope to see you soon.